0: 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 23. Who is Apollos, and who is Paul, that we should be the cause of such quarrels? Why we're only servants. Through us God caused you to believe. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. My job was to plant the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God, not we who made it grow. The ones who do the planting or watering aren't important, but God is important because He is the one who makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work as a team with the same purpose, yet they will be rewarded individually according to their own hard work. We work together as partners who belong to God. You are God's field, God's building, not ours. Because of God's special favor to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any other foundation than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Now anyone who builds on that foundation may use gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But there is going to come a time of testing at the judgment day to see what kind of work each builder has done. Everyone's work will be put through the fire to see whether or not it keeps its value. If the work survives the fire, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builders themselves will be saved, but like someone escaping through a wall of flames." Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will bring ruin upon anyone who ruins this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you Christians are that temple. Stop fooling yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you will have to become a fool so you can become wise by God's standards. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God, as the Scriptures say, God catches those who think they are wise in their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are worthless. So don't take pride in following a particular leader. Everything belongs to you, Paul and Apollos and Peter, the whole world and life and death, the present and the future. Everything belongs to you and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God.
1: Scripture really clarifies one thing. God only wants one thing from you, and it's only one thing you can really give Him, and it's your heart. Some people wonder why we come to church. It's because church is a time where we let God sculpt our heart. Church is a time where we let God put his word in our heart. And church is a place where we can express our gratitude corporately for who he is and what he's done. But what God wants us to understand, he is representing us very well. Our representation isn't in Washington. It's not the state house. It's at his right hand, his son that has died and rose again, our high priest that has nail scars in his hands, ever lives to make representation before you through oh Lord Jesus. Help us. That's what God's trying to say. We're spending our energy, our time, and, and we're fighting battles that already been won. Come on. Thanks be unto God that always causes us the triumph. Listen, in Christ Jesus, when he is the center, it's not just the song we sing. It is a life that Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. How many want a full life, an anointed life, a life with zest and power, then stand in awe. In who He is, we're weighed in the balance, and we're found wanting. We still want, even though we have everything. See the person who Jesus died for. Christ is the Savior of the whole world. Because of our sins, listen, the Creator became our Savior. That—that's what blows me away. It's not a cross. It is the cross and the person that was on that cross that amazes me. Because a lot of people died on the cross, but only one died and rose again. And only one was the creator of heaven and earth that hung and bled on that cross for me. The standing all of God, it will idol-proof your heart. I need to understand that he's the potter and I'm the clay, and he ain't finished yet, but he has begun a good work in me, is gonna complete it. In fact, Paul said in Romans 8, you've been predestined to be conformed into the image of Christ. If there's an area of your life that's not reflecting the risen King, the divine sculptor is working on that area in your life. Look up, your redemption is drawing nigh. God will never leave nor forsake you until he has completed what he started in your life we need to stand in all of it. he is my everything and the very breath in my lungs deserve to give him glory and honor and where my assignment is i'll stay and i'll cling there and give him the glory and praise if i feel like it or not naked you came in this world and naked you're going to return but when you and I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, there's going to be fire in his eyes and there's going to be some wood. There's going to be some hay and there's going to be stubble. But the only thing is going to survive and last is that which was for his glory. It's all about him. He's more than what we need. And he's already provided in this good news called the gospel. His death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and soon return. I want to stand in your all. I want to live for your glory. Work on this heart. Here it is, Lord. Here is my heart. Cleanse it. Speak to it, break it, make it whole, make it humble, make it unique, make it exclusively yours. Set it apart and Lord reveal, open my understanding to the beauty of who you are. Your mercy, your kindness, your power, your love for me. Oh Lord, here it is.